Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. But I think that God has allowed me to stumble upon something uh, that I'm just beginning to dive into that I think is a great explanation for a lot of things that are happening in the world and in our lives in general that uh, I have an opportunity and you have an opportunity to see and encounter, unfortunately, in a lot of ways. And if you look around today, as I was this week and last week, praying and and just kind of seeking God over some of the epidemics that are happening in the world today, right? So let's just, y'all know me, I don't like to talk about, like, I don't like to just beat around the bush. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room, and what we know is, um, we know that people are divided today, right? Like, people, it's okay, at Radiate, you can talk back, guys, like, we, we're interactive here, you know? Um, we, people are divided, they're divided by socioeconomic statuses. They're divided by political views. Uh, maybe you're independent. Maybe you're Republican. Maybe you're Green Tea or, or Green Party. Maybe you're whatever it is, Green Tea Party. I don't know what that is, but, you know, <laughs> maybe it shows you how much I pay attention to that stuff. Uh, maybe you're divided by denominational lines or traditional versus contemporary. And, 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 and what the sad part is, is we're seeing it begin to take place, and we talked about this a little bit, take place a little bit in the church. And there's division that is happening because uh, God forbid that churches be together in the same community. Because we're competing for the same people, right? Wrong. There's a place for everybody Every style church, every person, it doesn't matter. What we, we're all here for the kingdom. We're not here for, the, for just a, a 500 people. We're here for the kingdom of God to reach as many people as possible. And if we can help another church do that, I'm just here to tell you we will. In fact, at Radiate, we've donated thousands of dollars worth of equipment to other churches to help them get up off the ground. We've committed, you've helped us give thousands of dollars to churches to help them get through situations or get up off the ground. And here's why. Because it ain't about us. It's about a kingdom thing. It's about God. And as I'm watching Pastor Travis and I was kind of, uh, we were somewhere and I was kind of unloading some stuff on him last week about this. And it, it, it's amazing to me to see the amount of division and anger and frustration that takes place in churches and in society and in schools. You know what I'm talking about. You see the videos. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the community versus the police. It's the student versus the teacher. It's Democrat versus Republican. It's, come on, it's rich versus poor. It's low class versus medium class. It's third world country versus first world country. You know what I'm, y'all, come on, don't get awkward on me. And what I'm beginning to learn is that it's a very strategic attack that's happening. And it's this, it's, it's not the enemy coming in to confuse anybody. He's not confusing anybody. In fact, if anything, I think people are becoming more clear of who they are and what status they fit in in life. But with that, I think what the enemy is doing is this. He's creating an attack of division in every area of our life. I see it even in person. Like, we're not just divided against other people. We're divided against ourselves. It's like, I'm not good enough, I don't look good enough, I don't act good enough, I don't make enough money. And we become divided against our goals versus our reality. 
And we'll never reach this because we're never good enough to get there. And so the enemy's going, if I can just split their personality in half and make them hate themselves, I'll divide them against themselves and they'll never get where they need to go. Anybody today? And so where we're getting to is this place of uh, uh, validity or this place, not, not validation, but it's volatile it, everywhere we go. There's always tension. There's always frustration. You always have to watch what you say and who you say it to and how you have to say it. And three weeks ago, I came back from vacation and I looked at my staff and I said, I am sick and tired of having to watch what I say and what I do all the time around people because I'm misunderstood. If people can't understand my character by now, then they just aren't going to understand what I'm saying. You with me? Now I can be misunderstood. You just want to be a jerk. No, it's not that. It's that we're living in a society where everything is so sensitive. And we know the problem. Nobody, nobody is going to sit in here today and go, that's not the problem. We know what the problem was. We know the problem is people are offended and frustrated and, and upset. And I'm not here to talk about that today. What I'm here to talk about is this. There's, it's one thing to know the problem, but it's better to know the solution. Because if you only know the problem, you only focus on the problem, you never focus on the solution. And here's the thing, often when you have a problem, whether you brought it on yourself or somebody else brought it, there's a solution that means you got to go through some pain and heartache to get back to the solution to bring things back into alignment again. Anybody? And so where we are is, I believe today, I want to talk to you out of uh, Ezekiel. In the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37, the first 10 verses, because as I have prayed over this and I'm learning some things, I believe there is a very, it's, it's weird to me, but there's some solutions that we need to grab a hold of that's sitting right here in prophetic words from the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 37. Uh, the first 10 verses. Now, in, first, in chapter 36, it's very clear that Ezekiel is called to be the prophet to the nation of Israel who is divided, and, and, and he is being a prophetic voice to say that you will come back into alignment and unity as a nation again, uh, a, a prophecy that is, coming, uh, is closer to coming to pass each and every day. And it's a, it's a prophetic thing to Israel, but there's some things in there that's not just for Israel, but things that if we, and the nation of Israel, that if we will come together, and understand what we can pull from it today in our own unit, in, in, in our own body, in our own spirit. I'm here to tell you something today. We're not here today. You may have walked in feeling divided and defeated today, but you're not walking out that way. Can I just go ahead and tell you that? Let's read the first 10 verses real quick because I'm, I'm going to get going. It says this. It says, the, land of, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. Now, here's the deal, okay? This is a prophetic vision that Ezekiel is having, and the Lord is leading him in this, okay? He calls me to pass among them round about. And and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Listen, if God ever asks you a question, that's the perfect answer. Let me just tell you. Oh, God, you know. I don't know. You know. Oh, Lord God, you know. Verse 4. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones. Here's what prophesy means. To speak the word of God over a situation. You need to know that for later. 
prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord of God, the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, and that they may come alive. Come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. There's three things that are really interesting in these ten verses that have to do with division. And here's the title today, if you want to write this down on your notes. It's this, A Fractured State of Life. A Fractured State of Life. I believe that today... In the church, I get so, I'm going to be real transparent today. I get so sick and tired of hearing stories of churches to where we have to deal with the most monotonous, tedious drama in the church all simply because we can't come into alignment with the vision of the leaders. Come, y'all don't get mad. Maybe you haven't experienced it at Radiate, but you probably have other churches. Or you have friends that love to tell you about it, right? And I get so tired of pastors calling me. I got this guy, and I got this leader, and she's doing great. He's doing great. They're doing great. But all this stuff is like nobody wants to listen to him. Da, 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 da. And here's the deal. That's not, the, that's not just the leader's fault and just the people's fault. That's also a state of we've allowed the enemy to come in and create division instead of going, you got vision, I'll follow you. He goes, I need to divide the vision, not because you're, a, not, because you're not a threat, but because you are. Because if you follow the vision, then they're going to become against me. And the enemy goes, I can't have that, so let me make them mad at him. And they can't follow. I get so sick of it. I hate drama. I can't stand drama. Like, keep that junk out of my face. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if you got drama and you need counseling for it, go pay someone because I ain't going to be of help. My, my counseling, like, We've got guys in the church that are great at that. My counseling is just don't do that. That's dumb. You know what I'm saying? I know I don't sound loving today. I'm not here to caress anything. I'm here to confront something today. And I get just tired of it, man, because I'm like, just come together and be cool. This is me and Travis's motto. Just be cool. That's all you got to do. Just be cool. Like, don't be crazy, don't be, just be cool. Follow the leader. And that's not just in church, but I hear it at work. I can't believe he wants me to come in in time. God forbid he get the full eight hours he's paying you for. I can't believe I've got to turn this report in in two days. Yeah, he probably doesn't have any deadlines riding on your deadline. Come on. It's just going, I'm not going to be divided because division creates frustration which pulls people against each other instead of for each other and you will never accomplish anything if you're pulling against rather than for. 
And the enemy's going, I got them. I got them right where they're at. And it happened. Listen, you can think it only happens in the, in, in, in the business world. It happens in church. It happens in church. Leaders, I can't, man, they, I told them to do this, and they're just mad at me. Why do we get so mad all the time? Why? Quit getting mad. Just go, okay, you're my leader. Okay, you're my friend. Okay, you're my brother and sister in Christ. I don't have to like the decision. I just respect you, and we're in alignment, and we're in unity, and we're going after the same thing. I think I'll be in unity with you rather than divided against you, fighting you all the time. We look at our kids and go, quit fighting me. Just do what I say, but then we'll fight with somebody next to us. I'm going off today. This is just like three weeks of built up, just God just speaking. And the first realization or, 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 or thing that I want to point out, and I am going to go fast and talk fast. And somebody said last week, Pastor Brandon was talking so fast I couldn't hardly write down. Well, you go ahead and push record or go back and watch the video because I'm going fast. The first realization in Ezekiel 37 is this. The bones were actually disjointed. They weren't together. They weren't anywhere. They were just in a big, huge pile on the ground. The bones were just laying there in zero unity. There was no method to the madness. He was just set down in a valley full of dry bones. Bones is indication of death. Dry bones are indication that they've been dead for a long time. And so Ezekiel is coming and God's telling him, hey, I've got a prophetic word that you need to speak over the nation of Israel. And the nation looks like this pile of valley of bones that is disjointed and, and fractured. And there's no state of, 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 of formation or anything right there. And in the first six verses, you see them talk about that. And the thing that God kind of hit me was, we can have everything we need to have the structure and outlook of success in our life and it still never be put together. The bones, the, the skull was there for what they needed. I'm sorry if there's any kids. You didn't take them to radiate kids. I'm sorry if they get scared. There's a hip bone and a, you know, I don't know what that is, but there's a leg bone. You know, there's all kinds of, yeah, fibula, tibula, dushimunana. There's all these bones. Laying there, and there is the opportunity for unity. There's the opportunity for something. But it says that as he prophesied, I don't want to get too far ahead of me, but as he prophesied, there was a rattling, and they began to come together bone on bone. That means they came together correctly. You know why so many of us live this state of life to where we're constantly offended and we're constantly against everybody and we're constantly mad at anybody that wants to tell me what you can't tell me what to do. I'm this and I'm that and you can't listen and da 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 da. You know, you don't you don't care about me. You don't love. You want me to tell you what that is? That's us picking up bones and putting them together incorrectly. Because we're sitting there and we've got all the all the opportunity for unity. But we're offended at everybody else because I can't get my stuff together correctly. This bone don't fit here. I don't know what to do. Maybe it fits in this one. It don't fit. And so we go, maybe if I get in this relationship and I connect it with this loneliness, this happens. Or no, 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 that don't fit. So let me try this relationship. Oh, man. And, and we can have the perfect job. 
a good salary, a loving spouse, amazing kids, a great church, serve on amazing teams with caring and loving leaders, and yet we can live our life and still feel just as disjointed as we were to begin with. And then we want to look and go, God, why aren't you blessing me? And it's not because he's not blessing us. It's because we're trying to put everything back together ourselves. And we don't know where the pieces go. If I do this enough, I'll be forgiven for that. If I make enough money, then my misbudgeting and my misuse of my finances, my, my, my lack of stewardship to God with my finances, if I'd make enough money, if I get that promotion, then I'll just out-earn what I've done in the past. And God's going, no, you won't. Because it's not about the dollar amount, it's about the discipline amount. It's not about how much you make. It's about how well you steward and God's going, you're trying to put the bones back together, but you're putting them back together the wrong way. And the only way they're going to come back together in a place of unity, in a place of where they're going to come back and they're going to be stronger than ever, is if I put them back together. Not you, not your mom, not your dad, not your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your son, your daughter, not your pastor, not your leader. But God is the only one that can put it back together with a sense of unity that it matters. He says that he was standing in the valley of dry bones and it was all a fractured state. And here's what I believe. I believe with everything inside of me that the unity, the unity within the kingdom of God is what sets everybody apart. The Bible says, Jesus says it like this, they will know you are my disciples by your love. And here's the thing about unity and love. You don't have to agree with someone to love them. You just have to be committed to them. You just have to love them. You know how I know that? When my kids get in trouble, they don't agree with me. How many parents we got in the house? And how many of your kids absolutely 100% agree every single time they get in trouble? None. Does that mean they don't love you? No. That just means you know there's corrective action or there's some kind of direction that needs to be taken to lead them in the right way and you love them with everything you've got but you got to put it back together Are you follow me i just believe that unity is the key to the kingdom i know it is the second realization or observation is is that i want to i do want to say this i believe favor and the favor and the blessing of God is attracted to the unity of the people. Let me say that again. The favor and the blessing of God is attracted to the unity of the people. I, I, I think and I believe as I read the Bible and I, and I study kingdom and I study God, I don't think God favors and blesses people that are in division with his people. A rebellious spirit, let me just go and tell you this, a rebellious spirit is a sign of a divided spirit and it is not a sign of the breath of God. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to be mean. And what I mean by this is this. I'm not talking about you just kind of think, think about things from a different angle and a different perspective. I'm talking about it doesn't matter what anybody says, you will go against it. I don't care if you're my pastor or not, I ain't listening to you. 
I'll sit there and I'll amen you, but I ain't listening. You know what that is? That's rebellious. I don't care if you are my God. I'm not reading the Bible because I'm not doing what you tell me to do. I love John 3.16, but I hate the ones where you tell me I need to lose myself to gain you. It's a rebellious spirit. Are you... Division is a sign of rebellion, and rebellion is a sign that God may not be in the situation that we're rebelling. Favor and blessing is attracted to unity. Let me give you three signs of division, because the next two are quick. Gossip. If you'd rather talk about somebody than to them, it's a sign of division in your life. I'm calling some things out today. Gossip, drama. If drama follows you everywhere you go, there's probably some division in your life between people. If unforgiveness is in your life, it's a sign that the enemy is in there dividing you. You can't forgive them. They hurt you too bad. I'm sorry, but when the bones are so dry that they've been, or been laying there so long that they're dry and God pulls them back together, I don't care how bad they hurt you and how long ago it was, forgiveness sets you free. It gets you out of the cell that you've put yourself in. Second observation. Is this helping anybody today? Second observation of Ezekiel 37. Oh, he's going to get me going. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Second observation in Ezekiel 37. Is that the bones came together, but they did not have life. There was literally skeletons standing there, but they couldn't move. It's amazing to me that there's a difference in getting things together and progressing to where God wants us to go. It says that the bones came together, but there was no breath. So there was no movement. Maybe You feel like there's potential for movement in your life, but you can't seem to take the step you need to take. And it may be because the bones are coming together, but there's a moment to where we can't just allow the bones to be together. We have to let the breath breathe in to give us life. He said that, He heard a rattling and the bones formed together, bone on bone. And then the the muscles grew and the skin grew. And so there was literally just bodies hanging there. And can I tell you, you can have, this is why external accumulation doesn't matter. Because you can look as normal as you want. And you can make things look as good as you want. Listen, there's... Instagram filters for everything. You know what I'm talking about. You take that selfie in your bathroom at 9 o'clock at night and you look a mess. But you swipe right on those filters enough, you'll find one that make you look right. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody can see the fact, nobody can see the fact that three minutes before I was crying because I have no confidence in who I am. And I'm posting this selfie because I need them to show me how much they love me. It can look like we've got it all together. And the entire time there's potential for movement, but there's no movement. And it's not because you're not doing something great. It's because I'm focusing on what I look like. 
more than who I'm becoming. More than the breath in my lungs. You follow me today? (laughs) Can I just tell you that for unity to take place, it's got to be more than bones coming together. There's got to be not just an external shift, but an internal. I would say it like this. Unity comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Because what's inside always comes out. And you may not like it when it comes out. And you may not like it whenever it's called out. And you may not like it when everybody sees it. But what's in you always comes out. And the third observation. I told you we were going quick. Is after they came together. John, will you join me on the stage real quick, buddy? <clears throat> when they came together, it says in verses 9 and 10 that they came together as an army and began to move when the breath of God came into them. So here's the thing. We go from a pile of bones to a structure of unity to as soon as God begins to breathe into them, they can now take some steps. Come on. Take some steps forward and begin taking ground. And the moment that I read those words... I saw arm in arm. Come here, Russell. On the fly illustration, you're welcome. Arm in arm. Travis, come on up here. And I watched in my mind, scoot over a little bit. We got to give Travis some room. He goes to the gym a lot, he's bigger than we are. (laughs) That's true. John is mini Hulk over here. Both Johns. Listen, listen. I saw in my mind this picture to where there were bodies kind of with their heads down looking at the ground. And then when he said the breath of God breathed into them, I can see eyes open, heads look up, and in unison they start walking forward. It says they began as an army to take ground. (laughs) Can I just tell you something? When unity takes place in your marriage... When unity takes place in your relationships, when unity takes place with your kids, when unity takes place in your teams, when unity takes place at work, when unity takes place in your ministry, in your call, in your church, in your friendships, when unity takes place, you don't exist. You take ground. You walk together. There's something inside to where I look at John and go, hey, I don't agree with you all the time, but we're taking ground. I look at Russell and go, I don't always agree with you, but the bottom line is we're in unity because we believe in the same thing. Travis, we can disagree, but we can take ground. I may get it wrong, and y'all may get it right, but we're in this thing together. I will no longer be divided. I will no longer stand against you. I will stand with you, and I will stand for you, arm in arm, walking step by step, and I will see God take ground in this place. And what I began to see was these guys all over the room go, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of saying I'm with you and then I beat you up behind your back. I'm tired of saying you don't believe what I believe. I cannot be with you. 
I don't like the way you delivered that to me. I can't stand with you. But I'm willing, and I believe God is looking. Because the one thing is we can't focus on the problem. We have to focus on what fixes the problem. And the one thing that fixes division is unity. The one thing that causes unity is the breath of God breathing into bones and bringing into structures and going, I will live. I will live. And the thing is, thank you guys, the thing is this, in many of our lives, we're getting exactly what we've spoken. I'll never be good enough, and so you're not. I'll never be able to forgive them, and so you can't. I'll never be able to live that way, and so you won't. Because what you're prophesying is what's beginning to join together. But what would happen if you looked at your problem and said, I will forgive when it hurts. I will follow when I don't agree. I will love when it's impossible to do so. I will stand with them when nobody else will. I will love them regardless of mistake. I will do what I've got to do, but I will walk with everybody because I'm prophesying the breath of God into a situation, not division. I hate them. I can't stand them. They crushed me. I can't believe they did that. And some of us have said, I hate my job. And so we wonder why we go to our jobs and we can't stand to be there all day long. But what if we prophesied and said, I will go and I will love my job and I will put everything I've got into it. I don't want to be around them. I can't stand them. No, I love them and I will be a breath of fresh air, as Philippians 2.15 says, into their life. We're getting what we prophesy. Is this helping you today? And so I just believe, I know, next week we're going to talk about alignment and what alignment means and looks like, and it's going to change your life. But before we can have alignment, we have to have the breath of God. And so there's two things today. I just want to pray salvation over anybody this morning that is not walking in unity with God through the salvation of Jesus Christ. And you know that today is your day to walk into this thing. You know today is the day to lay everything you've got down at the foot of the cross for the salvation and the redemption of Jesus Christ in your life. And then the second thing is I'm just going to pray a generic prayer and then the radiate worship. It's just going to lead us in a couple of choruses. And here's what I, I, here's what I ask. Is during that time, you wouldn't sing a song. You wouldn't look at your watch. You wouldn't worry about what time it is. But that you would go, it's your breath that brings unity. It's your breath that gives life. It's your breath that brings love. It's your breath because you were not redeemed through the blood of Jesus to stand there and survive. You were redeemed through the blood of Jesus to take ground arm in arm with an army of people that have the breath of God, not the perfection of God, but the breath of God in them. And to say, I will move and not stand still. So if you would just bow your heads with me today. And if there's anybody in the room 
in this house. They would say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. And today I need to come into unity with the forgiveness and the salvation, the redemption, because I love the fact that he forgets who I was, but he loves who I am and who I will be. And if I turn my life over to him, it will all be redeemed. And I need that. I'm ready for that. If that's you, I just ask that you hold your hand really high in the air today. And let's pray that prayer of salvation. Amen. Now here's what I want to do because this is the moment with you and God. If you would just stand to your feet all across this room this morning. And we're ending with personal prayer and powerful worship. Father, as we sing this, let it be declared it's your breath in our lungs. And I pray the breath of God would sweep over this room, every individual, and put life back where dead bones live. I pray that the bones that are piled up in their life would begin to join together, not for the, not for the external optic of unity, but for the internal salvation, the internal movement of unity. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.